0: Harold Bloom wrote that religion is the spilling of poetry. Well, it's nice to think that that's what we're up to here. And it's nice to think that it's a form of spilling that doesn't need cleaning up. In fact, that wants not to be cleaned up. A form of spilling that doesn't need to be cried over like spilt milk. In fact, a kind of spilling that can be Rejoiced over. Poetry is spilled all over the place in our religion. Think about these words In the beginning, the earth was form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the one who brings good news. And consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet Solomon, in all his glory, is not clothed as they are. And now we see, as though through a glass, darkly, But the time will come when we see face to face. Now we know only in part, but then we will know fully, even as we are fully known. In our religion, poetry is spilled all over the place. In fact, I hope you find when you get home that you've got it all over your mind. All over your time all over your choices. I learned something about all this when I started working at Old South Church a few months ago, particularly when I started showing up here in this room on Thursday nights with these people. I learned that jazz is the spilling of religion. Jazz, at least the way Willie and Doug and Matt play it and Zoe sings it, Jazz is what happens when you spill sound over lumps of lived truth. Jazz is maybe one of the highest forms of the spilling of poetry. So, I'll spill a little more poetry, religiously, jazzily. This is a fragment from the poet Paulette Roski. It's one of those things, when I first ran across it, that someone says or writes that just kind of stops you in your tracks for a minute. It's from a poem called The Absence of Edges. That's good by itself, isn't it, that phrase? The Absence of Edges, in a book called, even better, Breathing Underwater, describing Just a moment of experience. Maybe you've had a moment like this. For the first time, the world felt complete, as if I were a found piece of the largest puzzle, consoled at last by the absence of edges. For the first time, the world felt complete, as if I were a found piece of the largest puzzle, consoled at last by the absence of edges. Hmm. Things that make the world feel complete. What are those things, I wonder? The largest puzzle. What is that? Feeling like a found peace. Do you know that feeling? Have you had that feeling? Can you imagine that feeling? Yearning for consolation. Consoled at last. What would that be like? Then finding. Finding that consolation in the experience of, of all things, the absence of edges. (laughs) Absence. Maybe not the end of edges, but for the moment, the absence of edges. A spilling of consolation, of reassurance, of repair. Putting it out there for the taking, spilling it. A lump of truth or a lump of longing to pour some music over, to breathe some breath into. That's what we're up to with this religion, I think. It's a way of naming what the mystery is trying to spill all over people's minds and their time and their... Choices week by week and day by day and breath by breath. Our job here in this room is just to fill the vessels the best way we can and then to try to get out of the way to let it spill because religion is the spilling of poetry. Have you ever thought about the word Religion, a word with roots that go way down into the Greek aquifers that water us subterraneously. Two little morphemes, I confess here I'm a morpheme user. Two little morphemes, re ligio. Ligio to join or to put together, like ligaments, and re, to do it again, re ligio, putting things together again, putting things back together, if they need to be put back together, because maybe they're things that have come apart, things that were once together but that came apart or lost each other. That starts to sound familiar. Religion, the putting back together of things that had come apart, like, for instance, hearts and minds, institutions, pieces of disconnected history, putting together to-do lists and consciences, putting together opposite things, things that have come apart, empty and full, broken and mended, lost and found." This week in church, we're listening again to a story that Jesus told about a shepherd. Which of you, Jesus said, which of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until you find it. And when you find it, you lay it on your shoulders and rejoice. And when you come home, you call together your friends and neighbors and you say to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost." Just so I tell you, said Jesus, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous ones who need no repentance. Or what woman, Jesus said, telling another story, telling the same story differently, what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search diligently until she finds it. And when she's found it, she calls her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I lost. Just so, said Jesus, I tell you, there's more joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I read that story now, what leaps out to me is that it's aimed in the direction of joy, spilling joy. The putting back together of things that got separated is an occasion for rejoicing. Notwithstanding the grumbling officials who are sitting around in the background watching Jesus, listening for him, hoping he'll make a mistake, worrying that he's not keeping himself far enough away from some people, or that he's bringing some people too close, finding people, Jesus is, that they'd rather keep lost. What do we make of the separatists in this world? Of whom there are so many, it seems, more and more of them, it seems. The separatists who can't rejoice when the lost is found. When the child finds themself at last in a different gender or expression or sexual identity and finally feels at home. When the voters find themselves, find their voices, after having been kept separated from the rolls. When the ones who were held down, kept away, silenced, get found. How isn't that cause for rejoicing, not anything else? Rejoice with me, for I found what was lost, and I am now more whole. We're all more whole for having gotten found. There's a story in the Talmud, that great repository of Jewish wisdom. It's known in Hebrew as Sheverat HaKalim, the story of the shattering of the vessels. The story goes like this. At the very beginning, even before the beginning, when God wanted to create everything, God first had to get out of God's own way, always a good idea, so as to make space in which to make. So God created the world, the universe, in that empty space. And then Having made the vessel, God poured God's self back in to this beautiful vessel of the universe. But nothing can hold God's majesty, God's beauty, God's grandeur. And the vessels of the universe, unable to hold all that glory, shattered. And that's how it is that we live in the world of shattered vessels, of shards, and edges, and broken things. And religio, religion, is the putting back together of things that have come apart, and the spilling of poetry to do it, the pouring of jazz over lumps of truth and being willing to keep doing it to keep doing it over and over again week by week matching piece to piece edge to edge breath by breath being willing to keep looking for the pieces and putting them back together again that's our work until the world feels complete and everyone, everyone, everyone can feel like found pieces of the largest puzzle consoled at last by the absence of edges.